Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Is Dalvin Cook coming back just in time to get you into or keep you out of the fantasy playoffs? Football starts tonight. It is the final week of the regular season in many of your leagues. I am fired up. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. We're going to talk about Taysom Hill and those Saints at the New York Jets. We're going to talk about seven AFC home games today. Um, also, we'll give you the news and notes and talk to you about Justin Herbert. If you have Ben Roethlisberger, do you have to start him over Justin Herbert tonight? You guys want to answer that question? Go ahead. Roethlisberger or Herbert? Herbert. Herbert. What if they're both out? What if Williams is out too? Uh, I'm going to trust Brandon Staley and say that he still has a shot to play. And so I, I would wait it out. Uh, I mean, Keenan Allen also hasn't been ruled out yet. So I think if you're looking at it and, and those are the only two quarterbacks and you want to play it safe and go Roethlisberger, it's fine. But can you find somebody that's maybe on par with Roethlisberger, like a Tannehill or... Um, Heineke. Heineke, yep, those type of guys. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's a topic for discussion in just a little bit. we got to start with the Dalvin Cook news, by the way. The seven games we're looking at today, Raiders at Chiefs. What kind of Chiefs offense are we getting this week? Jacksonville at Tennessee, Baltimore at Cleveland, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Detroit, Denver, Seattle, Houston, and New Orleans at the Jets. Uh, All right, so the big news for tonight, Dalvin Cook might play. He wants to play. He's been getting first-team reps. Heath, if he plays, do you expect the usual uh, 20-plus touch workload? I don't. We don't. But again, I, and I just put this on Twitter, we're just guessing at this point. Hopefully there's some sort of report. I'd love to see a, a, a Schefter or a Rapport or a Glazer report 30 minutes before the game saying he will be on a pitch count. He's getting a full workload. As of right now, I'm projecting a pretty even split in the running game. I wonder if they try to keep him out of the messy stuff in between the tackles and just use him on the perimeter, kind of like the Cowboys do Tony Pollard, maybe more in the passing game a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm projecting cook as a number two running back and Alexander Madison as a high end flex, but it's really low certainty right now. I hate this. This is such an up yours to the fantasy community. Well, what no, are, it's not. What are we supposed nothing to, to do with that? Well, I'm not saying it's intentional. I'm just saying it's, it stinks for us. It stinks, right? I mean, you can't, can you, Jamie, what do you think? Can you start either one of them with confidence if cook plays tonight? You know, we have basically two examples of, of this scenario. Um, not exactly, but but similar. You know, the Packers situation two weeks ago when Aaron Jones came back sooner than we thought. And A.J. Dillon was the better of the two because he was the fresher, healthier of the two. Um, and then you have last week where Daryl Henderson played despite not expecting to go. 
and didn't touch the ball. And so, you know, those two scenarios don't favor Dalvin Cook. But, um, you know, if if he's trying to play, I think you got to trust that he's the better of the two guys if that's how the Vikings are going to approach it. Um, I, I will say this, if, if uh, just to, you know, kind of piggyback on what he said, if the guy you want to follow is Tom Pelissaro. Uh, he used to cover the Vikings, so he's probably going to have the, the, the most and, and best detailed information. Uh, Rappaport will probably retweet it if you don't want to follow somebody else, but but Pelissaro is usually the best in Vikings news. Um, I, 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 hope he, I hope you're right, Heath. I hope we get some indication of, of something one way or the other because it does feel like it's, kind of, it's going to get kind of gross. The, the only thing is, is that the, they usually just lean on one guy. I mean, that's, that's their MO. It's not like they use multiple backs, and maybe they will tonight, and, and it'll, it'll stink even more. I'm with you, Adam. I, I don't like this. I also don't like it for Dalvin Cook. Like you have 11 days to get him 100. percent You know he's going to yeah. play with a harness on, according to the report. Like why? Like why would you risk him? He gets hurt. He's done for the season potentially. Like why? I don't get it. Yeah, and, and they can lose by they can lose on a last second field goal with or without Dalvin Cook. They don't need him. <laughs> right. In this, I mean, game. that's what it is though. It's desperation, right? Probably. It's, but it's they're... stupid desperation though, because the the guy that's the replacement has been just as good. He has been for fantasy. I don't think like a, a an Alexander Madison carry has been worth about eighty percent of a Dalvin Cook carry this year. Okay, but a Dalvin Cook with one shoulder wrapped in a harness <laughs> probably not going to be as good as what an Alexander Madison carry is right now. I, I don't feel know. Like, I feel it's like it's all guess. Like you said, we're all we're just guessing. Yeah, I feel like Madison's been damn good in the three games. You know, per carry, I'm, I'm thinking no. I mean, in the three games that he's gotten the run without Dalvin Cook, um, but. I yeah, do I mean, not know his yards per carry, but I don't believe that's true. I, I believe that's true. Yeah, check it out. Look, okay. you, t- you tell me. All right, let's go to players that we love. Jamie, the start of the week is a guy, a quarterback with a bad finger, but uh, he doesn't need it because he's got two legs and he's going to run all over the Jets. So Taysom Hill, start of the week. Woo! Uh, you said it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here's, but, my analysis. here's my full analysis, Jamie. Yeah. Taysom. No, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Cut down on half your interceptions and, and your top five quarterback based on what he's he did last week. Uh, it, it, it's a small sample size. I know he hates the small sample sizes, but you know it's all we have. And so five starts over the last two years, twenty three or more fantasy points in uh, four of them. And so you're just hoping that that continues. Uh, the rushing prowess is is clearly there. Uh, the matchup is great. Six of the last eight quarterbacks against the Jets, including the great Gardner Minshew, twenty two or more fantasy points. And so you know I I, my, I the only Two concerns I have is does he take a shot on the finger and he's, you know, out of the game? And does Alvin Kamara completely ruin him if they're just going to go with this run-heavy approach with him being the catalyst of the attack? But it's just so hard to get away from what Taysom Hill's upside is. The fact that he practiced in full should make you feel comfortable enough that he's going to be good to go. And, again, if, if he's anything north of 50 yards rushing, which is probably something that you can expect, uh, which I never like to say for a quarterback, but he's, he's the rare exception, um, he's going to be fantastic. And there's a floor as well. The Jets have allowed 19 or more fantasy points and six points for passing touchdown leagues to nine straight quarterbacks. Now, obviously, you want more than 19, but if I took nine straight quarterbacks, including Terod Taylor, including Gardner Minshew last week, that you know that's that's a pretty nice floor for a quarterback. 19 points, six points for passing touchdown leagues. Uh, Heath, who's your who's one of the players you love this week? Can I still love Elijah Moore if I have him ranked in the top 12 this week? Um, Is he playing number? What's that? Is he playing? He, he did have a. He did sit out on Wednesday. I don't generally worry too much about Wednesday practice, but if he sits out on Thursday, then we'll have to really get get concerned about it. 
Um, but the number two wide receiver over the last five weeks and the Saints defense just does not scare me at all. Okay, Elijah Moore, start him up. People are going to ask a lot about Lattimore, who, by the way, is not really rated very highly by PFF this year, and I think he's getting worse every year in terms of PFF, and they're not, you know, everything, but they're good. Uh, so people are going to ask about that. You're not a concern for you? I don't think he's the type of wide receiver that Lattimore generally has success against. So no, I'm not worried about that. And they move him around so much, I don't think Lattimore is falling him into the slot. Now, we love start-sit. You love start-sit. You can play the start-sit challenge at cbsports.com slash start-sit. And each week, answer 10 starter-sit questions to win a customized Trophy Smack Championship belt with your name engraved. Very cool. And the overall winner for the season wins $1,000 and a guest appearance on the podcast. One question this week is, Lamb, Lockett, or Hollywood Brown in half PPR, what would you guys do? Oh, that's an easy one for me. Lamb, Lockett, or Hollywood Brown, half PPR. What do you got? I mean, if this is not a slam dunk answer, <laughs> yeah, the result might be different, but the, the answer should be the same. It should be CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, you, you should start CeeDee Lamb, and I understand it's going to be very ner- – it's, it's always nerve-wracking to have Tyler Lockett on your bench. It's nerve-wracking to have Tyler Lockett in your lineup. Um, but, yeah, you should start Lamb. They're all going to be in a follow-up question because Adam's not a good host. Um, if there is no Elijah Moore, do you love Jameson Crowder? I do not, but I would like him a little. Saints give up the fifth most receiving yards to slot receivers. Jamie, if Jamie were a better analyst, he would have known that, I think. So. Uh, no, I, I do know that, but you know, I was just <laughs> yeah. thinking about you because you did this to me once upon a time. <laughs> uh, I don't remember, but I'm sure I've done a lot. Uh, the 2021 Spotify Wrapped is out. I've seen up to, I think, 12,000 minutes streaming of our podcast, which is insane. You must hate me if you've listened to me that much. Man. Uh, but please let us know. Send us a tweet or an email. Let us know how many minutes you spent streaming fantasy football today in 2021. There have been a few have been around 10,000. I believe 12,000 was the most. Uh, so, yeah, step it up. Let's see what you got. How can anybody hate you? Oh, man, just ask my high school. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> had a lot of enemies. Tried, they won't return my calls when I say it's about you. <laughs> exactly. My high school has a Hall of Fame. And you could nominate me, by the way. That would be fun. But, you know. My high school has a Hall of Fame. You're not, I, I'm that, not in it. Are you in I'm yours? Not yeah. Is, is your Hall of Fame's, like, athletic related? Or no. just Hall of Fame in general? No, like life achievements. Yeah. I think Adam's accomplished enough. He's an I, award-winning podcast host. I feel like Josh Gad needs to be in our Hall of Fame. I don't know if he is, but that guy deserves it. He went to your high school, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is uh, my aunt by marriage, her cousin. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. I sat next to him at a wedding. Look at how much we yeah. have in common, JB. Did uh, there's any of you Hall of Fame that anyone even knows? In your school Hall of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what'd you say? Not that famous, really. Did Josh Gad know who you were? Yeah, we, yeah. He, he knew. We, we have mutual friends. I'm basically famous via Josh Gad. All right, players to avoid. Who knows me more, my cousin or Josh Gad? Josh Gad. Yeah, because he and I share a mutual best friend, and we hung out at wedding weekend a few years ago. So. Uh, all right, players to avoid. He asked me a fantasy football question. I'm just saying I'm kind of famous. Uh, <laughs> players to avoid. Jamie, who are we sitting? Uh, I would like to sit Joe Burrow. Um, he's not been a good fantasy quarterback lately, and you have the finger injury. You have offensive line concerns. You have 
uh, a defense that, you know, should be um, healthier uh, against them. But it's really more about just the, the state of the Bengals and the state of Joe Burrow right now. So I'm, I'm concerned. So if you can avoid him, avoid him. Let's get Heath into his high school Hall of Fame. What do you think? Heath, give us the information. <laughs> we'll call up. We'll, uh... <laughs> so who's the most successful alum from your school, Heath? I, I'm trying to, um, I'm actually looking through the Hall of Fame right now. There were some people from a long time ago that like did some famous things. Like uh, there was an Olymp- Brutus Hamilton, I believe, was in the Olympics. Um, but literally, I do not think there's anyone you guys have ever heard of their name on the list. Um, Angelica Bridges, who was in Baywatch. She's not in the Hall of Fame, but that's a pretty good accomplishment. That's great. Was you know, she there when you were there? Um, what's that? Was she there when you were there? No, she was like four or five years older than me, I think. Gotcha. So I'll tell you the most famous, probably now, well, it's probably Josh Gad, but Mike White, Jets quarterback Mike White, went to my high school. So put him in the uh, Hall of Fame. All right, back Who's to the better athlete school, him or you? Uh, uh, I was a backup goalie. He was starting quarterback, so probably me, but uh, more because you know I was good in the uh, good locker room guy. Heath, uh, who are you sitting this week? Jamie says avoid Joe Burrow. What about you? Agree one hundred percent on Joe Burrow. That was actually the name I was going to say. So I'll oh, say right. Chuba Hubbard. I'm uh, I'm really concerned that he's going to not get the passing game work and he's not going to get the goal line work, and that being the between the twenties running back for the Panthers is not a very good gig. So I, I would really like to not start Chuba Hubbard. Starting him in two leagues, Heath can't wait. And oh. not happy about it. But uh, how about Chuba Hubbard or a Vikings running back if Dalvin Cook plays? Definitely Cook. Um, I might start Madison too. All right. All right, here we go. Get the giggles out. I, I understand. But listen, this is an important subject. No one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers, sometimes they three-putt with the tournament on the line. If you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash FFT right now. That's GetRoman.com slash FFT. And yeah, you, know, you can chuckle if you want, but this is something that a lot of guys deal with. So if you have ED and you want a free online evaluation and ongoing care for it, all, uh, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home, again, that's GetRoman.com slash FFT. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping, and the whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash FFT and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. And... Special discount for you here. Go to GetRoman.com slash FFT now to get $15 off your first month. There is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash FFT. Get started now and save $15 on your first month of treatment. News and notes. We got a lot of them. All right, Heath, let's talk about the Chargers passing game. Keenan Allen's on the COVID list. Mike Williams joins him. Mike Williams is just a close com- uh, close contact. So what are you thinking right now? Uh, who should we add? Should we prepare to sit Justin Herbert? Your thoughts? If there's no Williams and there's no Herbert, or then there's no Allen, then I think sitting Herbert um, is a possibility, but not a must. He would be in the high-end QB2 range. But I, I think there's a 
Listen, we don't never know with these situations, but Keenan Allen tested positive really early in the week, and Mike Williams is just a close contact. So I don't think that we should fully rule those guys out either. If they're both out, Jalen Guyton would be my favorite Chargers wide receiver, but he and Josh Palmer would both be borderline number three options. And Jamie, if one of them is out, and I think at this point, Allen more likely to be out than Williams. So let's say Williams is in. Does Guyton crack your top 36? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, just opportunity. And, you know, the the matchup, I think, is good enough. Uh, the type of defense that the uh, the Chargers play, I think, is, the Giants play is favorable for, for Justin Herbert um, and the coverage that they'll throw at him. And so, you know, it's, it's always a matter with them of, of what they're going to do early in the game. You know, we, we see that a lot of it is they try to establish the run game and then they get away from the passing game, and that's when Herbert tends to struggle a little bit. Uh, I think, you know, the... You also have to worry about Austin Eckler at this point, too. You know, he, he was banged up in the game last week and then showed up on the injury report Wednesday. He's limited, expected to go. But, you know, is he going to be the, the same caliber of Austin Eckler that we're used to getting? So there are a lot of things at play here with Herbert. But if he has one of the guys, I think he's fine. If he has both, he's, he's clearly got top five potential. They played two games last year without Keenan Allen. And Mike Williams led the team in receiving in the first one. Four catches, 54 yards on 10 targets. And in the second game, Keenan Allen was actually on the reserve COVID list for this game. Uh, let's see. Who led the team in receiving there? That would have been Mike Williams. Six catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. I believe also Hunter Henry missed those games. Um, we'll talk more about that matchup. The Giants, actually, they're not a big play defense. They don't give up a lot of those. They play back. They give you a lot of short stuff. Eckler could just have a monster game uh, in the passing game. He always does. All right, uh, let's see. Also for the Chargers, Chris Harris, cornerback, he's on the reserve COVID list, but Asante Samuel and Linval Joseph practice, but defensive tackle Justin Jones, who has been very key to their run defense, he missed practice. Mark Ingram on the reserve COVID list, and Alvin Kamara practiced in full, so looks like a great setup for Kamara this week. And hopefully Mark Ingram, of course, is okay. I always feel insensitive when I talk about that kind of stuff, but we're assuming he's going to be fine and hopefully, hopefully off the COVID list uh, shortly. Darren Waller, day-to-day, still hasn't practiced, so we'll see what happens today. Um, a lot, i gotten really, I don't know about a lot, but enough questions about the Thursday night tight ends and Darren Waller. You know, Do you tell them to just start a Thursday night guy, or do you tell them, hey, maybe pick up Moreau or pick up Everett or something like that? Give yourself a chance for Waller. Heath, what do you do in this situation? I think it will depend on what Waller's participation is on Thursday. But I would lean strongly towards trying to get somebody on Sunday and waiting it out if he can even get a limited practice in. All right, the Raiders are at the Chiefs this week, and they could be getting cornerback Trayvon Mullen back. He's He was off to a good start this year. He'll be on the outside and give them three, potentially three very good cornerbacks. They've had a good pass defense this year, but not against the Chiefs. Melvin Gordon practiced. All right. That game we're looking at a little bit later, Denver and Detroit. Uh, Eli Mitchell still in the concussion protocol and has a knee issue. Who's the highest ranked? Who's the only ranked 49ers running back right now? Is it hasty, Jamie? Yeah, um, I have uh, Ustech ranked as well just because I think he can be a desperation flex if there is no Mitchell and there is no Wilson. Um, so, yeah, we went into the week not ranking Wilson and, and Mitchell. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely worth picking up hasty just in case. If Hasty is the guy, if Wilson's out and Mitchell's out, and and Debo didn't practice yesterday either, uh, where would you guys finish ranking Jermichael Hasty? He's only thirty one percent rostered as of right now. 
he'd be a high-end flex, you know, borderline starter. Um, I, I don't know exactly, you know, this isn't a guy that's shown you the ability to handle a big workload yet in his career. So we'll see if, you know, if he does get that chance and takes advantage of it. But I think you're still looking at he'll have the majority of carries, but is he going to get above 15? Juszczyk will certainly work in, in the passing game. Uh, we've seen that already this season when they've had an injured running back. Um, they signed, I believe they signed somebody off the street. Um, I'm not mistaken. I'll check, but it was either them or the Rams. Somebody signed. No, they back. signed, um, Brian Hill, Brian Hill. So that's an indication. I think that, you know, you gotta be a little bit concerned about one of them. Um, my guess is they would elevate Hill if, if need be, and who knows what they would do with him. I think the most difficult thing for me is going to be if there's no Debo, but both Wilson and hasty are active. Because Wilson's not healthy and has not been able to get... I mean, he did have one good run last week, but it was called back on a hold. But mostly, he's just run into the back of his offensive lineman and fallen down. I don't know who I would rank higher at this point. I might might go hasty. Kadarius, Tony, and Kenny Galladay were practicing off to the side, whereas Sterling Shepard was limited, so he's making some progress. And it might not be Jake Fromm after all. Mike Glennon, if he clears the concussion protocol, will start for the Giants this week. As a former Giants fan, mm-hmm. would you rather see Jake Fromm or Mike Glenn? Well, really, the question is, as someone who's picking up the Chargers DST, I, I don't care. They're both going to be great. Uh, I guess Fromm, I guess, right? But why not? Just for, who cares? But no. it's not like Glennon has no long-term appeal. Let's see Fromm. Uh, Logan Thomas is out for the season. J.D. McKissick did not practice. Jamal Adams is out for the season. Seattle safety now, you might think oh, it's going to hurt them in coverage. His cover- It might. He plays almost every snap. His coverage grades are pretty bad on PFF. His run defense grades are very good, though. That's Jamal Adams starting safety for the Seahawks. And their pass defense has been, well, against wide receivers. They have been fantastic for about eight straight games now. Joe Mixon mispracticed with an illness. Tevin Coleman is in the concussion protocol. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to talk about that game. I can't imagine we're going to be excited about a Jets running back uh, any, any which way. Devontae Adams is a hamstring issue. We'll keep an eye on that. Justin Fields is going to start. Allen Robinson could play this week. David Montgomery mispracticed with like three different injuries. He's just beat up right now. We'll see if he practices on Thursday. Terod Taylor practiced in full, but we still don't know who the Texans quarterback will be. David Johnson practiced in full. And I'll tell you now, sneak peek, Texans and Seahawks, those two teams see the most running back carries per game in the NFL. No teams get run on more than the Seahawks and the Texans, and yet I don't know that we're going to want any running backs in that game. And, oh, get excited. Russell Wilson, according to ESPN's Jordan Schultz, would waive his no-trade clause for the Giants and the Broncos and the Saints. How many first-round picks, Adam? How many are you giving up? Only two. They're both going to be in the top seven or eight, probably. I think that should get it done, maybe with like a second or a third round pick in there as well. Is that okay? What do you think? Both this year. I think you might need three. Yeah, that's a lot. But it's probably worth it. (laughs) All right. uh, Rankings disputes. Uh, Would you guys rather do rankings disputes or one question for each game? Probably one question for each game. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, me too. All right, one question for each game. Chiefs hosting the Raiders. Is Josh Jacobs a must-start in non, non-PPR non or half-PPR? He's I'm sure he's going to be a must-start in full-PPR with all the catches lately, but is he a must-start in the other formats, Jamie? Yeah. 
a billion percent. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, you got to have a loaded roster at this point. Now we're, we're, you know, making a mess of the Viking situation. We might not have a 49ers running back that we trust. Um, yeah. It, there, there's very little certain scenarios where you're sitting Josh Jacobs. Jacksonville and Tennessee. Are there any great super confident starts in this game? Jacksonville at Tennessee. Um, the way you phrase it, no. But I do like Deontay Foreman, the best of the backfield. I'm, and this would get into one of the rankings disputes that we did not do. But um, I think we probably get back to the full James Robinson experience. I think Urban Meyer is probably tired of answering questions about why James Robinson's not in the game as much. And I think that while he doesn't make the decisions on game day, and he doesn't, I'd imagine he's had a talk with the person who does and say, hey, I don't I don't want to hear any more questions about why we're playing Carlos Hyde or James Robinson. Carlos Hyde's not good and James Robinson is. So I'm James Robinson's my favorite and I'm I'm starting him as a high end number two. And by the way, Julio Jones did practice on Wednesday. So we're keeping our fingers crossed there. Um all right. That game is the second you got the big Saints news too. The big Saints news. Let's see, what is that? What what is the Saints news? Mark Ingram is on the COVID list. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alvin Kamara's going to start? I said that. You did? Well, yeah. I said and I didn't list you. I said he practiced in full. I didn't say he's going to start, but oh. yeah. Come on, son. You said Ingram? Uh-huh. I even said I felt bad about ma- making about football. Oh, I'm sorry. I wished him well. You, you did say that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I hope everybody didn't hear that part. Baltimore at Cleveland. Jarvis Landry just had his first 100-yard game against the Ravens in Week 12. Is he a start? Is Jarvis Landry a start? Yes. Definitely in a three-wide receiver league, probably in a two-wide receiver league, but borderline low-end number two wide receiver. Would you start Jarvis Landry or a struggling DK Metcalf? Oh, that's a great question. Still Metcalf. Uh, Yeah, this is one of those, I think, where I have Landry projected higher and I just moved DK higher because I didn't like the way it looked. But yeah, I'd probably start DK. Peer pressure. Mm. Not peer pressure. It's... it's, (laughs) I don't know what it is, really. (laughs) All right. Well, that's why you're not in the Hall of Fame because you couldn't yeah. stand up to peer pressure. Uh, San Francisco at Cincinnati. If Debo Samuel does not play, who is the best wide receiver in this game? Would it be Higgins, Chase, or Ayuk? Who would be the best wide receiver? Higgins. Yep, Higgins. Whoa. Then, then Chase, then Ayuk. All right. Higgins, Higgins over is walking down Jamar Chase on a per game average. He's whating him? He's he's closing in on passing him points per game. Yeah. Yeah, it's been what, what was the phrase you originally used though? Walking him down. Walking him down. I kinda like that. He's like he's like, like Michael Myers or Jason, just like walking walking him down. Wa- walking faster than the person can run and just gonna get there and slash him. Yeah. All right, Detroit at Denver. If Melvin Gordon plays, who is the best running back in this game? Uh, Javante Williams. Yeah, I'd probably start both Broncos over uh, Jamal Williams. So yeah, I'll <laughs> say Javante, but it's probably Melvin. How do you, I, I just like how do you go away from Javante? Like you got to give Melvin Gordon work. I, I totally get it. He he shouldn't be sitting on the bench, but like how do you not make it uh like clearly sixty forty, Javante? Yeah, man, I agree. Fire it up. Seattle, Houston. Is it DK Metcalf week? (laughs) 
Uh, which episode is this? This is the week 14 episode, the week 13 episode, the week 12 episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm still starting him. I'm probably starting him, but um, I have no confidence that it's DK Metcalf week. I like that he got eight targets last week. That was nice to see. Do that again. I, the thing, I, I think I said this on, on Tuesday, maybe. I said somewhere. I don't know. We say a lot of things in different places. Um, I'm scripting a game. I'm scripting four targets for that guy in the opening drive. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Just give him chances. Give these guys chances early. Get them going early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's had eight targets in three of his last four games. No? I think exactly. Well, the Washington game is the one that stands out where he was just not involved. Yeah, and there was only four targets or something. But it was all late. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then finally, New Orleans at the Jets. I'm just I hope Daniel Jones next year just throws to DK Metcalf. <laughs> oh, yes. He he was a first-round pick. Heath, could he be the third one? Two first-round picks of Daniel Jones? I believe that asset has depreciated. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you start Taysom Hill over any stud quarterbacks? I currently have him ranked over Herbert uh, with the scenarios that are at play with Herbert. Um, I have him ranked over Russell Wilson if he still falls in that category. Um, Burrow, if he's a stud quarterback. Burrow, yes. Not, not Lamar Jackson, not Patrick Mahomes. I think he's in the same range as Lamar. I don't think I have him ranked ahead of Lamar, but it's definitely close. I would start him over Stafford. Oh, interesting. Why? Uh, Stafford's got a, a pretty bad matchup. And I think Taysom Hill is kind of the same in terms of fantasy as Stafford. He's been basically 24 fantasy points per game in his starts. Would you start you him over? don't like the over-under, though. Because it's a high high expected total. Right. Would, would you start uh, Kyler Murray or, or Taysom Hill? So Kyler, Kyler and Stafford facing off on Monday night. Uh, Kyler. I would still start Stafford over Taysom, but I, I I can see where he was going. Looking forward to that game, by the way. All right, let's go to the game. The bonanza. I haven't done a bonanza in weeks. What's it going to be? Mm, well, I don't, if I don't pay attention when you're reading the news. I certainly don't pay attention when you're giving bonanza. No, I'm not going to do that. There's too much uncertainty there. That, that, that actually could be a terrible game for fantasy. That game's uncertainty. What's uncertainty? There's one situation. Both of the backfields. Well, I guess both. Yeah. You know, and then. Uh, and then between Van Jefferson and Beckham, I don't know. Obviously, they're going to shut down Cooper Cup. They shut down every number one wide receiver, including Cooper Cup. I, I do want to bring something up because Jamie brought something up, and I think it's a good talking point for because we talk about over-unders and implied point totals a lot. That Arizona Rams game has an over-under of 52. The Jets and Saints is 43, so an enormous difference. Their implied team totals, the Saints are 24.25. The Rams are 24.75 because one of them's a favorite, one of them's an underdog. I was joking about them shutting down Cooper Cup, although you know how I feel about Arizona against number ones. They did the first time. They did. His only bad game of the year. Only game with fewer than 90 yards. Las Vegas is at Kansas City. I was curious, by the way, to see if uh, if Cooper Cup was going to break a receiving record this year. It is possible, but Calvin Johnson had over 1,900 yards in a 16-game season. Cup is on pace for something over 1,800 yards per 16 games, but he could I think break I the saw, record. I saw um, on Twitter that Waddle now is maybe favored or pretty close to even odds to break the rookie receptions record. Oh, what is that? About 100? I think it's 101. Bolden? Is it Bolden? That sounds right. All right, Las Vegas at Kansas City. Here we go. Uh, Josh Jacobs, stat of the game. 
the most fantasy points he has scored in full PPR without a touchdown was 13.5 at the Giants in Week 9. Put, to put that in perspective, there are 21 running backs averaging more than that in full PPR. So you sit here you tell me Josh Jacobs is so great. He is very game script dependent. He did not have a good game against the Chiefs. He had seven carries for 16 yards and five catches for 20 yards just a few weeks ago. I get it. I'm starting him too, but are we overrating him a little bit here? I, I think it's interesting the way that you phrased that. The most points he scored without a touchdown. I thought maybe you were talking about if you combined his catches and yards from each of the games, this is the most points he scored not counting touchdowns. Because last week he did score a touchdown, but if you take his touchdown away, he still scored 18 fantasy points. <clears throat> right. He had 22 touchdowns. Did you just that? You interested. That was great. That was very good, and it really resonated with me. Uh, I'm just a little worried about him getting, you know, 10 carries or something like that. Well, I, I guess, and you started the show with this. Um, it, is the same Chiefs offense that we saw in the first matchup showing up, or is the Chief offense that we've seen for the majority of the season showing up? Because if they're not going to blow the doors off the Raiders, then the game script is going to be in Josh Jacobs' favor because it'll be a close game. Yeah. Well, how, how, what do you guys also, think? Like, who shows up? Also, um, Kenyon Drake and Jalen Richard had three catches and four carries in that game. And right now, it's Josh Jacobs and Peyton Barber. So I think there's probably three or four targets that he didn't get in that game that he would get based on who's currently available. Maybe. Not to say they're going to have the same same amount of targets to running backs in both games, but I see well, your point. I, I see your point. I mean, if they don't have Darren Waller, I don't know. I think they probably may have more. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're going to sit Carr, I assume? Yeah. Yes. He okay. uh, he did play well in Arrowhead last year, but prior to that, oh, my God, is he terrible in Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, it's going to be cold, I'm sure. He doesn't like that. Well, it's a 1 o'clock start, though, so it shouldn't be too bad. It's cold during the day. It's 30 degrees right now where I'm at. It's cold. All right, so sit, start Jacob, sit car, Renfro. Stud, total must start? Total must start. Stud, total must start. All and right. the uh, forecast on Sunday is 46, high of 46. I believe Derek Carr is the, uh, I think below 50 was where he had struggled. I, you know, Renfro is interesting. I, I know he's coming off two straight games with 100 yards, right? He's, uh, yeah, 134 at Dallas, 102 against Washington. And that's just not who he is. So how do you square that, you know? It's a guy who, before that, he went seven straight games with fewer than 60 yards, including uh, 46 yards on nine targets. He did catch a touchdown, though, against the Chiefs a few weeks ago. So, I mean, is he really a top... 20 wide receiver or is he more of a top 30 wide receiver? I think it depends on the format. I think he's top 20 in PPR. It's hard to get away from that. I think in non-PPR, you could say he's maybe closer to top 30, but I'm still going to rank him in the top 24. Um, he, I mean, he's basically getting eight-plus targets a week. Now there's no Darren Waller. He's their best red zone threat. So it's it's just hard to get away from what he's done, You know, whether it's the touchdowns or the 100-yard games in, in like four straight weeks. I think, you know, I always get frustrated with, with these kind of guys when we're debating them when we have so much crap behind them. And I think that's what it is. Like, the way fantasy football was a couple of years ago, a guy with Hunter Renfro's profile probably was a top 30 wide receiver. That's not the universe we're currently existing in. 
Right. Okay. Like, who do you feel more comfortable with now? And I'm not, I'm not saying you, you specifically, Adam, but I think just in general, like DK Metcalf or Hunter Renfro. Uh, I, I would start Metcalf, but I wouldn't right. like that's it. That's the, that's the, I can't sit DK Metcalf for Hunter yeah, Renfro. I, yeah, I know. And you're losing every week then. <laughs> losing points losing, for sure. Losing yeah. that battle. Yeah. 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 I mean, but Hunter the, Renfro or Jamar Chase. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs defense is playing lights out right now. That's the other. They played lights out when they played them the first time too. Yeah, he got lucky. Now, but they're still good then. I would say he got lucky, but he was fortunate to catch a touchdown. But he scored eleven point six without the touchdown, and that's better than what you're getting out of DK. You can't most count weeks. that game though, Heath. It's either he scores or he doesn't score. You can't do. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if Darren Waller plays, you're going to start him. The Chiefs struggle against tight ends, and Moreau coming first time around though. Well, he caught a touchdown. It was called back, but he did find himself in the end zone. <laughs> I mean, they, it was like a lucky stupid a formation they penalty. Like unlucky because he didn't score a touchdown. They, they are bad against tight ends, though. They do, and you're and you're starting. What? Well, I don't are think you, they are as bad as they were. Um, you, they are not as bad as they were against anyone. You know, they're obviously a much. Okay, are you disagreeing with me that you start Darren Waller? If no, you play you're this? absolutely starting okay. Darren Waller, but it's not like it's a layup anymore, like it used to be. It, I, it's a right. This matchup's not a layup like it used to be, but you're starting Waller. And what about Moreau if Waller doesn't play? Where are you going to no, end you up? You can't trust it. He averaged 34 yards per catch last week. That's true. That is a very good yards per catch. YPC for life. Yes. <laughs> One catch for 34 yards. All right, Mahomes. Three target that's more alarming. I, I, I was expecting it in the six range. You know, the fact that he was below six targets is is annoying. How many pass attempts last week for Carr? He had 38. Wow. And only three or more. So, all right. How, let's go to the Chiefs. We'll let's talk. Moral targets for him. We'll talk about the. Uh, we'll talk about Clyde separately, but in terms of their passing game. Start him. How did you. I just want to know from your process. How did you go about ranking them? How, you know, I know, Heath, you kind of. I've seen you tweet about it that you just basically. Patrick Mahomes has been this for so long. So you're sort of. Well, and another thing that hasn't changed yet, and I did tweet about this earlier in the week, they still have one of the highest implied point totals this week at 29. Um, and Mahomes scored 46 against them three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And about 56 in the other five games combined in his last six. Right, That's so inaccurate, but... It's, it's close. Um, it's close. <laughs> it's within 10, maybe. Oh, no. I'll do math. I'll do the math now. Um, we're, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's just the way that I don't think anybody's sitting him. No, I'm almost dead on. Yeah, I get it. Jamie, you're actually the low guy. You have him fifth. Bad job by me, I guess. No, I, I'm just wondering how people would feel about him if he didn't light up the Raiders. Cause that's been his only good game in his last six. I think worse probably. Oh, for sure. And if he doesn't light up the Raiders this week, you're probably out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think worse too. And the thing is, the, the Raiders have a, a solid pass defense, but they give up a lot of points to quarterbacks. I don't really know what that's all about. They've played some very good ones. Um, well, the fact that they gave up 46 to Mahomes is probably uh, altering the average, I would guess. <laughs> yeah, 27 to Hertz, 29 to Dak, 46 to, to Mahomes, 26 to Herbert. All right, fine. Start him. Start Tyreek. Start Kelsey. Jamie, start or Sid Clyde? Uh, start, but, you know, in the back-end number two running back range, not a slam dunk. I mean, you saw you saw last week the, the problem is Daryl Williams is still a, a, a significant factor. And so you're not going to get 
a, a huge ceiling play from Clyde unless he scores. And he does have a chance to score. Like I have him in, in one league, and he's obviously starting for me in that league. And there's there's some guys that I currently have ranked behind him that if we got more certainty on the situation, I think would probably be ahead of him. Um, if we could get a report saying Sony Michelle is going to remain the lead back for the Rams or Daryl Henderson's going to be in the same spot that he was last week, then I definitely put Sony ahead of Clyde, but I can't right now because I don't have any certainty about that situation. I think if you told me that Mitchell and Wilson and Debo were all out, I'd move hasty ahead of Clyde, but there's too much uncertainty right now. I can't. So there's, there's several guys. I think you could make an argument for putting ahead of Clyde that we don't currently have. Javante Williams or Clyde? I would start both Broncos running backs ahead of Clyde. I would too. Okay. And we don't have Melvin ranks. So that'd be another guy that would move Clyde down a spot. And finally, Dalvin cook or Clyde. Cook. Dalvin. And I might start Madison over him too. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, Jacksonville at Tennessee, we'll tell you, well, we'll try to decide, is this a tough matchup for James Robinson? We'll tell you right after this. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. Jacksonville is at Tennessee, and here's your stat of the game. The Titans allow the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. There has only been one running back with more than 70 rushing yards against the Titans. And who was it? James Robinson. James Robinson. 149 rushing yards. So this was going to be a rankings dispute. Heath made his case a little bit earlier. Feels like they're going to get back to Robinson. Jamie, where do you have him ranked? You're a little bit more hesitant. Uh, Back end of the RB2 group. He's at 24 right now. I'll probably move him up a spot or two, depending on some of these scenarios like Heath played out. But it's a tough matchup. It's it's a situation that's very murky right now. Uh, Bernie Parmalee was the one, uh, the name you were referencing, Heath, of who Urban should go talk to. He's the running backs coach. And he's apparently making the decisions on who should be and who should be out. And he indicated uh, at least one of the last two weeks that he thought Carlos Hyde was fresher and looked better than whatever James Robinson was doing. He's fumbled in two straight games. So who knows if he fumbles again, you know, if he's out for a significant stretch. I have Robinson in in a few leagues. I'm still starting him, uh, but I just don't love it. I I, I wish there was a better situation. I wish that there was a squeaky wheel game coming because he's he's complaining. He's a very quiet guy. Um, I spoke to him uh, this offseason, you know, uh, from what Pete Prisco says, from the people in Jacksonville, he's very quiet. For him to say anything, I think, is kind of telling that he's he's very frustrated, understandably so. And so I hope I hope you're right, Heath, that they just go back back to him. We get that that bounce back breakout type of game. But matchup situation uh, makes me feel a little bit you know concerned about where James Robinson's at right now. And you would have Deontay Foreman ahead of him. So actually, I do have Deontay Foreman ahead of him. I don't have Dontrell Hilliard ahead of him, but I do have Foreman ahead of him. What's up with McNichols? I did not check that. Practice in full. All right. So that's why we're a little nervous about Hilliard. Uh, I look nervous about all three of them, but I think just, you know, based on what I expect from this backfield for Tennessee, that I think Foreman's going to lead them in carries, and I think that will matter in this matchup. <sighs> okay. So, Heath, I don't know if you want to get back into James Robinson. You talked about it earlier. Up to you, but also talk about the Titans' backfield and what you expect from them. <laughs> We don't have like this is one of the twelve different situations where we don't have a great deal of. Um, I think probably Hilliard and Foreman split the early down work, maybe a sixty forty edge to Foreman, and Hilliard and McNichols may split the passing downs work, maybe a sixty forty edge to McNichols, and none of them are going to rank inside of my top twenty four in any format. It look you know it's a pretty tough matchup, but they've given up a hundred yards the Jaguars in three of their last four games. So 
maybe they're getting a little bit worse. That was uh, Jonathan Taylor, Sony Michelle, and who was the other one? Who am I forgetting here? Uh, Patterson, Cordell Patterson. So just, the, the Jacksonville scenario is starting to get the feel of, and it's totally understandable because it's human nature of we're done. Let's go on vacation, you know? And so they're professionals, they're playing, you know, there's not an, a, a slight toward their effort, but you know, you just see this with teams year over year when they're out of it. And, um, you know, you, you just get, you're just tired of getting beat up week in, week out. It, it, it's just, again, human nature. So, I look at the Patriots game as an indication of kind of, I think, where they think of Foreman in a non-favorable game script that he got 19 carries. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't lead them in carries. I don't know by what margin, like he said, could be, you know, 60-40 in, in terms of the rushing downs work. Um, and then whatever Hilliard gives them in both of his roles. I, I just feel like they're going to win the game. I feel like they're going to lean on their bigger back and Foreman fits that description better than the other two guys. You okay? Who, Jamie has Foreman ranked ahead of AJ Dillon. How about you, Heath? I do not. I did. I am updating with McNichols in because we didn't have McNichols in. Um, I do have Foreman ahead of Hilliard now, but he's going to be in that like right behind all of those guys. I've got him. I think RB twenty eight. I would still start Madison tonight. I think. Uh, well, source said Dalvin Cook has passed tests on his shoulder and will play, barring pregame setback. Inque- incredibly quick turnaround from dislocated shoulder. That's just, just came in from Jeremy Fowler. Yeah, so he got to approach that he's the guy. Yeah, okay. Um, to Julio jo- If Julio Jones plays, would you start him over the running backs in this game? No. Um, well, running backs in terms of all of them. How many running backs would you start over him? I would start Foreman and Robinson over Julio. I would probably, given the McNichols return, still start Julio over the other two Titans guys and Carlos Hyde. Uh, Hyde, I, I kind of like Hyde, but no. <laughs> I, I would probably go Robinson, Julio, Foreman in full PPR. Robinson, Foreman, Julio in non-PPR. All right, real quick to wrap this game up here. Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence is a sit. What about Ryan Tannehill? He's behind Roethlisberger, if you're comparing backups. He's behind Taysom, obviously. I think he's an interesting play here with Julio back in the fold. Um, I don't know if you saw Adam, and you may have said it, and I didn't hear you. So uh, Shaquille Griffin, if he was able to clear the concussion protocol and return uh, for Jacksonville secondary. No, I didn't um, say that. I didn't. So I know he was trending in that direction. I think Tannehill is, you know, he had 15 fantasy points against them in the first meeting in week four, I think it was, um, or week six, one of those two. So I think that's the floor. That's kind of where Tannehill's lived in his bad games. I don't think he has a huge ceiling, so that's the risk. You know, I don't think he's going for 25 plus. So can he get you to 20? He hasn't done that very often, but um, not a, not a horrendous sleeper for this week. Yeah, that game against Jacksonville, 15 points, but 8.95 yards per attempt, his second most of the season. And they ran the ball 36 times in that game. Three of them were from Tannehill. Derrick Henry had 29 carries. So I guess just the thinking, if he's that efficient or even a little less efficient, but he throws more, you know, you could have a decent game from Tannehill, who is still 81% rostered. People held him for the New England game. They held him through the bye. I don't understand. Well, it's also the, the fantasy managers who are out of it that then check the roster. I, I, that must be it, because he's been over-rostered for basically 
you know, the entire season. We didn't know that, but for a long, long time. Uh, and the tight, I know Heath has James O'Shaughnessy, 13th in full PPR. He's getting targets. I don't think it's a, you know, ringing endorsement, but it's something. And I think that's going to be it for this game. Not going to start any Jacksonville wide receivers, right? No. Um, no. All right. And Tennessee's, be my favorite. Tennessee's DST is top four for everybody. Baltimore at Cleveland. Stat of the game number one, no running back with a minimum of six carries. Has averaged more than 3.54 yards per carry against Baltimore, except for the Broncos guys got him, the Bengals guys, and Dalvin Cook without Brandon Williams. Oh, and, and David Montgomery. So there have been four, but that's really not that many, I promise. Was the answer, did you say no at the beginning of that sentence? <laughs> four running, no running backs back. have it. Uh, that, that was poor wording. But no running back has rushed for more than 59 yards against the Ravens, except for two guys, Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris. <laughs> Why not just say two running backs have rushed that. for more than 59 yards? I should say that. Um, it, this is a really tough run defense. And if we watch the game two weeks ago, if we go back to the Sunday night game, the Ravens had zero respect for the Browns passing game. And they loaded up the box and they destroyed Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So, it, Heath, what do you do with the Cleveland running backs in this game? And is Devontae Freeman better than either of them in this game? I'm still starting Chubb over Freeman. I'm still starting Chubb as a borderline top 12 running back. I'm a little bit worried about Kareem Hunt. Think he's more of a high end flex. I I go back and forth with him and Foreman. Um, I go back and forth with him and Pollard. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm starting Chubb still. I would definitely start Freeman over Hunt. Okay. Uh, he uh, Jamie Freeman or Hunt? Uh, I agree. Everything he said. Still still trust Chubb. Um, still start Freeman over Hunt. Um, that was Jack Conklin's first game back after he was out for however many weeks he missed. Um, it was Hunt's first game back, and I would hope that they have a better game plan coming off their bye week. I Con- don't really Conklin's love out. Hunt. Conklin's gone. Huh? Conklin's out for the season, isn't he? Oh, he got hurt in that game. Yeah, he came back right. and got hurt. Yeah, yeah, I'm, my, my mistake. Um, so there, so that's another problem, is their offensive line is a little beat up. Uh, so Deontay Foreman or Kareem Hunt? Foreman. I've got Hunt right now. Uh, James Robinson or Kareem Hunt? Robinson. Robinson. All right, let's go. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. No quarterback has scored more than ten points against Cleveland, except for Mahomes, Terod Taylor, Cousins, Herbert, Murray, Bridgewater, Roethlisberger, Mac Jones. That was a, that was a joke. Yeah, good. That's a good job. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, Jackson was terrible last time he faced uh, the Browns, which was only two weeks ago. This was the Browns' most recent game, by the way. They went Ravens by Ravens, and he is eighth for all of you. Who are you starting ahead of Lamar Jackson? Uh, Mahomes still. Both have struggled. <laughs> um, I would start Stafford over him, just based on what I think that game's going to look like. Uh, it's the usual suspects. Brady, yeah. Allen, Mahomes, Prescott, Kyler, Rodgers. And for Heath, it's Taysom Hill. And for Jamie, they're, they're back-to-back for both of them. For Heath, it's Hill, Jackson. For Jamie, it's Jackson Hill. I don't know that I actually have the courage to stick with Taysom Hill over Lamar Jackson, but they're, they'll remain back-to-back one direction or the other. Okay. Always Heath making one-direction references. We talked about yeah. Devontae Freeman. Marquise Brown, you guys have as a top 20 wide receiver, top 17 in full PPR. So I know he's been struggling lately, but 
Good luck getting getting away from him. Same with Andrew. So so what about I mean, Landry? He's getting, he's getting at least seven targets every week. You know, and last time he had, I think it was what, ten targets or twelve targets. Yeah, the difference is just the A dot and the lack of big plays. That's the big right. problem. I think what was it, twelve targets and eight catches or ten targets and eight catches? For what? Marquise Brown the last time these two teams met. Uh ten targets, eight catches for fifty one yards. Right. If you tell me he's getting double digit targets and eight catches. I will sign up for, I don't care if I fail and fall on my face and he gets eight for eight, I'll take my chances. But if you tell me he's getting eight catches on a week, week any week, any week, I'm taking Marquise Brown. But he's not, you can't tell, I can't tell he's going to get eight catches. That's a lot of catches. That's what I'm saying though. Like if, if, if he's getting anything close to that, like and you put the ball in his hands that many times, you gotta, you gotta love it. Yeah. It just hasn't, has not worked out lately because he's just not getting downfield targets and he was making a big play basically every single game. And those are going away lately. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's probably going to be started in more than 90% of leagues. Uh, really, it's it's about Jarvis Landry and Kareem Hunt in this game. And we can talk about the Cleveland tight ends, too, because they have some opportunity for Austin Hooper if the other guys are out. But, uh, Heath, who do you like better as a flex, Hunt or Landry? Landry and PPR, probably in half as well. Hunt and none. should mention this will be the first game without Marlon Humphrey. For the Ravens, they are now missing three-fourths of their starting secondary from week one. They are a total mess. Bad pass defense at this point. Uh, so, all right, Landry's probably going to be started. Uh, let's Landry or um, Brandon Cooks. Landry. Landry. Pretty easy for me. Landry or Dalvin Cook tonight? Cook. Cook. Landry or Madison? Landry. Landry. Okay. And you want to do more Kareem Hunt? Or are we good? I think we're pretty good there. If if uh, Jamichael Hasty is the starter, Jeff Wilson's out, and Mitchell's out, would you start Hasty or Hunt? Um, Hasty. Definitely Hasty if Debo's out too. That's probably the, the the last one that has. It probably has to be all three though. Okay. Heath, any interest in a Cleveland tight end? The top three tight ends on the team, Njoku, Bryant, and Hooper, average 8.8 targets per game, and two of them might not play. If Harrison Bryant's out, then I would view Hooper as a borderline top 12 guy. Um, if Harrison Bryant plays, then I still don't feel a great deal of confidence just because like, what they're taking away with Njoku is not something Hooper's done since he's gotten to Cleveland, and that's going downfield. Everything Hooper catches is within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, so I'm not sure how much oh. Njoku's oh, going news. to Harrison Bryan has been ruled out for this game. Well, not, there we go. Did not know that. I'll, I'll move for that time. That was 20 hours ago. <laughs> totally <laughs> did not see that. Njoku, you're just sort of assuming he's out. He's on the reserve COVID list. We don't rank players that are on the COVID list, generally. Okay. So, yeah, all right. So let's do this right now as if Hooper's the only of the three tight ends. Hooper or would you play someone tonight? Oh, the guy's tonight. The guys tonight are in good spots. I'm updating. Um, I would go Hooper over Fryermuth, Conklin over Hooper. Okay. I don't like Fryermuth. Hooper or Everett? Who's a better streamer? Hooper. I'd go Hooper now. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore, I mean, they, they give up a ton of points to tight ends. There's a lot of really great ones, but they've been sort of up and down against the not so great ones, including Harrison Bryan, who had 50 yards, and Njoku, who had 35 yards and a touchdown. San Francisco is at Cincinnati. Really looking forward to this game. Stat of the game. This is a tough one to say, too. In 1835, Cincinnati became the first place 
to lift a bag of air mail in a hot air balloon. Okay, they put air they put mail in a hot air balloon. They were the first ones to do it. 1835, Cincinnati. That's from fox19.com. Okay. This I believe is one of the might be the only game so far this week um that we've seen a swap in the line. The Bengals opened I think at two-point favorites at home and San Francisco now a one-point road favorite over the Bengals. That is interest. That is more interesting than the hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Which quarterback do you like better? Burrow. Still Burrow. Okay. Um I feel like we've talked about the running back situation so much, but JB talk talk about it for San Francisco and if this then that, just put a little bow on it. Mitchell starts, he's your starter and has top ten upside. Uh Mitchell is out and Wilson plays. Wilson has top twenty upside. Mitchell and Wilson are out and Debo is out, then Hasty has top twenty four upside. And Kyle Juszczyk is a streamer. So if Wilson and Hasty play, Heath already expressed frustration. I don't know who it's going to be. How healthy is Wilson? Jamie, you would rank which running back higher? I mean, they already gave you a, a, at least one sample size of this when Mitchell missed the game earlier, you know, when Wilson had 19 carries. So I would assume they go back to Wilson if he's able to go. Now, he practiced on a limited basis, so that's a good sign if you're looking at it as – maybe who's the direct backup. So I don't know. I, I would prefer it to be Mitchell, obviously. Uh, if there is no Mitchell, I would prefer it to be just Hasty by himself. And, and Heath, um, you're just not sure because of Mitchell, because Wilson hasn't been good and, and he's not healthy. Right. Yeah. And he had a prior injury and it's flared back up. It's not a great matchup either. They're they're particularly bad in the passing game against running backs. It's not exactly San Francisco's thing. So if you got a subpar running back, you know, going going up against a good run defense, even if it's the 49ers. These guys are going to be behind the Titans unless there's only one of them. Okay, San Francisco wide receivers, I'm sure we're going to start Debo if he plays, although I will point out he has two catches for 27 yards in his last two games. Ah, who needs catches? That's <laughs> right. Crazy. What about Brandon Ayuk coming off a disappointing game? You know, if you look at his last six games, that's kind of when his season was revived. He's got three good games against Arizona, Jacksonville, and Minnesota. And those are really good games, 85 or more yards. Three bad games at Chicago, home against the Rams, at Seattle. It's kind of a matchups thing. And, of course, Cincinnati is right in the middle of the pack, 18th against wide receivers. So starter sit Ayuk. Uh, I would try to sit him if you can, but not in a three-receiver league. I think he's a high-end number three if there's no Debo and a low-end number three if there is Debo. This Can is I tell a- you a funny story that just happened? Yeah, sure. So uh, my, my buddy, uh, Adam Frankel, turns 50 today. Happy birthday, Adam. And his brother wants me to, to tweet something about his birthday. He's big, watches our, our, our stuff, and um, big CBS guy. So he's been texting me to remind me about tweeting about or, or mentioning his birthday. And there's another number on the text chain with it. So I just sent my friend the text, the brother the text. I said, Who, who's the other person on the text chain? He goes, it's your wife. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not my wife. <laughs> it's the wrong so number? He's, he's texting some random person. <laughs> you know, that's good. And I think last night, I think my phone picks up the Bluetooth of my neighbor. 
and I can put my, I can stream my phone onto their bedroom device. And I've done that a few times. I think. Oh, hey now. Yeah, yeah. I, like, you know, I, I've got my. You gotta dev- specify what bedroom device. I've got device. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, <laughs> so I've been doing that recently. I've been like hitting the wrong button uh, when I selected Mrs. Device. Doubtfire lived, by the way. What'd you say? Mrs. Doubtfire lived. What do you mean? She didn't die in the movie. <laughs> oh, he, oh, you're telling Heath? Oh, dude, Jamie, Heath had such a pop culture miss yesterday. I'm so sad you weren't on the show. Um, somebody said, dear four clever names. So I said, okay, Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston. And oh, he, no. Heath wasn't really paying attention. All he heard was Winston. He goes, oh, that's new girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was joking. I was like, oh, you're serious? Anyway, entering week 14 here, the Bengals have allowed 80 yards to eight wide receivers in their last six games. They've been a little vulnerable there. Start Kittle. On the other side of the ball, sit Burrow if you can. Would you start uh, Teddy Bridgewater against the Lions over Joe Burrow? No. No. Would you start Ben Roethlisberger over Burrow? I would not. Yes and a no. Cam Newton over Burrow? Yes. Heath? Yeah. Okay, yes and a yes on that one. Joe Mixon is a start. Nine straight games with a touchdown. Uh, I think I'm going to avoid in DFS, though. Pick up here, I know, just in case. Yeah. Sure. I just did, They're good run defense here, but obviously you're starting Mixon. And then you're going Higgins over Chase. Yes. Where is Chase? Top 20? Yep. Yes. They're both starts. It's weird to have two top 20 wide receivers and a quarterback that we're calling a sit. Well, Chase at this point is more of the FOMO factor than he is. Uh, this is this is guaranteed to happen. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, this could be a really fun game and sit CJ Uzama. I think the one thing you know, just to tie in the 49ers running back situation one more time, Logan Wilson's absence is going to be big. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, Fred Warner looks like he's going to play. I don't know about Dre Greenlaw. Do you? I don't know yet. No. Okay. Double check on that. <clears throat> All right, those are a couple linebackers, starting linebackers for the 49ers. Greenlaw did not practice yesterday. Detroit at Denver. I think we got three games left. Here we go. Stat of the game, Denver allows this. Okay, this one actually matters, I think. Denver allows the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and they have done that while facing Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, and Dallas Goddard. And now they will face TJ Hawkinson, who has a touchdown in two straight games. Heath, how confident are you in TJ Hawkinson this week? I'm not going to stream anyone over him. Okay. Who might you have? Conklin's the best streamer and I'm not for me, and I'm not going to stream Conklin over him. Are there any tight ends, low-end tight ends that you have moved ahead of him that you might also um, have, like a Dalton like, Schultz? I think the only guy who was drafted behind him that you're starting over him is Gronk. Not Ertz. I would start Conklin over him in PPR. You would. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that's okay. That's pretty yeah, sexy. This is, this is going to be a tough game for him. He's also banged up. He's got a hand injury. Denver's defense is really good. Third best scoring defense. They are tied for 12th in yards per play, but they should they should really limit Detroit. Um, which brings us to Jamal Williams. Around 20th for you guys. Something like that. Uh, Jamie, give me your thoughts on Jamal Williams against the Broncos. Then the, the oh. run defense is not so great, although it's been better lately. 
Yeah, I don't love him, um, but you know, you're buying into workload, obviously. You know, so hopefully he just continues to be the guy without Swift there and does more with it this week than he did last week. And you know, the hope would be um, not for Lions fans, but you know that they're in their usual negative game script and that the running back is the one catching passes out of the backup. So hopefully that's Jamal Williams this week. We just didn't see it last week because the game script wasn't as bad. Uh, Hayden Cooper in our chat says, wait, I missed. Who would Jamie start Conklin and Pat over? And a couple people uh, guessed Fant. Well, Hawkinson. But it's no, it's Hawkinson. Yeah. So hey, would you start Fant over Hawkinson? No. no. No, thank you. I'm back to that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jamal Williams or Jarvis Landry? Uh, Williams and non-PPR, Landry and PPR. Yep. How about half? Landry. Any PPR scoring for me is Landry. Yep. Jamal Williams or T. Higgins? Higgins. Yeah. As Chase. long as Higgins is healthy. Chase or Higgins? Oh, Chase or, or Williams? Chase. Uh, Chase. Yes. How about... Chase is on the case. Chase is on the case. How about... A Seahawks running back or Jamal Williams? No. Right. Okay. That was a stupid. That was such a stupid question. Uh, let's go to the wide receivers. Do you have a Detroit? Who? Well, which which Detroit wide receiver would you start in this game if you were going to start one? I would start Reynolds in non PPR and Amon Ross St. Brown in PPR. Yeah, I think I I think that that makes the most sense. They're both borderline number three options. Yeah, all right. The Denver has not allowed more than sixty six yards. Well, only one wide receiver in their last six games has had more than sixty six yards. That was Keenan Allen. How many wide receivers have had between fifty five and sixty five? I don't know, but that's not that good. But uh, I can tell you. Let's see. Um, Devontae Smith at sixty six. McLaurin had 23. Lamb had 23. They're really good. No Cleveland wide receiver had more than 37. Hunter Renfro had 36 yards. Henry Ruggs had a big game. Yeah, they're good. On the other side of the ball, Teddy Bridgewater is 15th for Heath. That's You're the high guy. Cool. Yeah, I, I think it's a good matchup, and he's probably going to be somewhere around that uh, 18 to 22 point range. I just don't see them throwing a lot. That's the problem for Bridgewater. And it's it's clearly like he's been worse since Judy's come back. I don't get it. <laughs> like You give him what should be a great receiver, and their team has changed. That's a part of it. But, you know, his stats have just gone south since Jerry Judy's been there. So another guy that's just not throwing the ball downfield. He really was at the start of the season, and he's not doing it at all. Now, the, the setup of the – Lions is always the same. You just said it, Jamie. They don't teams don't throw a lot on them. They run a ton. So both running backs are going to be in play here. And you guys, now you're going after last week. We're going Javante over Melvin. I mean, that's kind of the way I've felt for the majority of the season. You know, it's almost like I have to force myself to rank Melvin Gordon ahead of Javante Williams when they're both healthy most weeks. I will say this: if Melvin Gordon's out, Javante Williams is my number one running back this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got him number two right now yeah, right, without same. Melvin. Um, Madison's my number one right now, so once I change that, Javante will be number one. Yeah, I've got Eckler and then Javante. I, I think I'll have, like, I, you know me, I, until I project Melvin, I don't know exactly, but I think I'll have Williams ahead, especially if Melvin's a limited participant and doesn't get a full practice in. I, I think you can, again, unless you have both and you have just other great options, 
one of these two guys should be great and the other should be still very, very good. Yep. All right, here's a, here's a good one. Let's say Chase Edmonds is activated and we know James Conner goes back to a role where he basically catches maybe one pass per game. Well, we don't know well, that, we, but no. maybe we project that. Uh, who would you start, Connor or Javante Williams? If Melvin Gordon and Chase Edmonds are both back. I don't have a lot of faith in the Cardinals giving Chase Edmonds his role back right away because Connor has been awesome. And so I would think that Connor is still going to get the majority of the work. So I would probably go Connor, Williams, Gordon, Edmonds. I like that. Okay. Oh, and then the Denver wide receivers. You know, this team... They've faced the Broncos have, or the Lions have faced a lot of really good number ones, but they are so bad against. I mean, they give up enormous games to number one wide receivers. Does that mean anything for you guys in this matchup? Man, I mean, Jerry Judy's played what now? Six games on the season? Seven? Six, pretty sure. Yeah, five, five and, and a half. half I guess. Five and a half. Um, he didn't. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. He's kind of been living in that six for fifty, six for sixty range. <laughs> So PPR, I think he's an okay number three receiver, yep. but I can't really get behind saying he's a must-start guy. Like I'm, I'm forced to start him in a couple of leagues. One is non-PPR, and I hate it. Ooh. Um, but it's, it's almost like I don't want to drop him yet. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. But he's I think the, the Lions matchup does. The Lions matchup does mean something. It means we're still ranking Jerry Judy as a number three wide receiver. I think if he was playing a tough matchup this week, I'm not sure he'd be in anybody's top forty. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, another thing that Jerry Judy hasn't done in his five and a half games, he has not played 80% of the snaps yet. So he's still not truly a full-time wide receiver. It's tough to be great less than 80% of the snaps. It's not terrible. It's not, I mean, it's not like he's getting 40%, but you'd like to see more. Noah Fant you should is be, a sit. Just, I, I, I said this. I asked Heath this question somewhere again. I apologize. Where You should be buying all of the Broncos dynasty options you can get because that quarterback upgrade next year, whether it's Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or somebody – that's better than what they have right now is going to unleash those receivers. It's going to be fun. That's my dream landing spot for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be so far away from him. He is not a, he's, I don't think he's an Elway prototype either. Uh, Noah Fant is, yeah, he's low end at best. And uh, it is a great, a really crappy week for tight ends. And I know they're 13th against tight ends, but they are, they are just not good against tight ends. So like the last two weeks, it's been, Komet, 65 yards, and Jimmy Graham scored. Tyler Conklin, seven catches for 56 yards. So Alberto is a problem for a fan. A little bit of hope. He, he is. And and like the main problem, like obviously the difference between Fryermuth and Fant is that Fryermuth scored six touchdowns this year and Fant only scored three. But they have the same problem in that they their targets are all within five yards of the line of scrimmage and they're not doing anything after the catch. They are two of the worst tight ends in terms of yards per catch and yards per target this season. And it's not all their fault, but it's really hard to be good when you get four or five targets, six targets a game, and they're all at the line of scrimmage. You know, Travis Kelsey has only scored two touchdowns since week two. Is that wild? Moving on. Seattle at Houston. Guys, we got five minutes left. Let's knock these two games out. Stat of the game, Seattle and Houston. Like I said, they see the most running back carries per game in the NFL. Do we have any interest in any running back in this game? I do not. Um, I do Rashad Penny as a flex. Okay. You know, I, I think if you are desperate, Adrian Peterson's going to score. So I, who's active for them this week? Because Pete Carroll thinks Alex Collins is going to be back. It's a great question. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, 
be back in terms of health or be back in terms of playing? Because those are two separate things, I think. I think he could be healthy enough to play and they still make him a healthy scratch. I'm afraid it's going to be Collins, Penny, Peterson, and Homer are the four active running backs. They won't. And they won't. I don't think have all four. Well, I guess, yeah, TJ Dallas could be out. Homer's right. definitely going to play if well, he's healthy. He's also banged up. More interesting, I think, is Russell Wilson. You guys do have in your top 12. <laughs> the Texans have not allowed more than 12 fantasy points to a quarterback in four straight games. That's, That's because most teams have a running game. Yeah, Brissett, Tannehill, Wilson, and Wentz. So, all right, how, uh, and wait, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah, there you go. So, all right, your confidence level in Russell Wilson is what? Not high, but still start a bowl. Um, like, I'm starting him over Kirk Cousins, for example. I like his matchup better than what Cousins has tonight. I would start him over Roethlisberger. I would start him over Cam still, but he's not hes not a slam dunk. No, Cam's the one I really... Well, Cam and Herbert are the two I'm really struggling with, and, and Herbert will be dependent on if he has any wide receivers healthy or not. I'll move Herbert back ahead of him if he gets even one of his guys back. But right now, I have Wilson ahead of Herbert. I think you look at last week's game, you got to feel comfortable about Russell Wilson a little bit. You know, 31 of 37, should have had three touchdowns if Gerald ever catches the ball that bounced off his hands and it led to an interception. You know, so he threw the ball much better last week. And um, again, I, I think this is, you know, th- they're getting right. You know, and and uh, you got to love Pete Carroll thinking that they're still alive for a playoff spot. And technically they are. But um, I think, you know, Russell Wilson is going to be the catalyst of this offense. There's not going to be Penny and Peterson and Collins and, and that group. Would you start DK Metcalf or Chase Claypool tonight? Metcalf. Just throw it out there just so you can say Metcalf. DK Metcalf or KJ Osborne? Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah, you're you're way off of where Metcalf is. Darnell Mooney or DK Metcalf? You're closer. Still Metcalf. I'm still going Metcalf. Okay. Fine. How about um how about Amari Cooper or Metcalf? I actually like Amari Cooper this week, so I will start Cooper over him. I'll go Cooper over Metcalf. Cooper okay. has an unreal history against Washington. Oh, good to know. And Gerald Everett, did he crack your top 15? Uh, he did. You know, I, it, it's so hard to say what's going to happen there because he had one of the worst games I've ever seen for an NFL player. Um, and will they stick with him or will they go to Will Disley or will they just go away from their tight ends in general? But if he's still involved... You've seen the targets the last month. You've seen the production two of the last four, you know, and they're begging for a third guy to step up. It could be his week. It could be Swain's week. It could be Eskridge week. It could be Disley week, but somebody's got to help Russell Wilson. And, you know, I still think Everett's been good enough that they'll stick with him. Yeah, he's been the guy I've been recommending for the Waller managers who want to wait it out. And they have, I think, a Thursday guy if you – He's unfortunate that Waller outscored him last week. (laughs) Uh, In full PPR, I think they were the same. uh, Zero. But it is really not an exaggeration to say that Gerald Everett had one of the worst non-quarterback games that we've ever seen. Two fumbles and a drop that turned into an interception. All of them, at least, I think both fumbles were inside the 10. The interception was in the end zone. An unbelievably bad game. If you just watched Gerald Everett highlights and knew nothing else about the game... You would think that the Seahawks lost that game by three times. <laughs> uh, Brandon Cooks, yeah, so he's he's struggling real bad lately. Seattle has allowed one touchdown to a wide receiver in their last eight games, I want to say now. None in the last five and only seven for the season. 
Yeah, they were off, got off to a terrible start. One in their last eight games was to Jamal Agnew. They've been great against Chase Claypool, uh, pretty good against Devontae Adams. Terry McLaurin had 51 yards. Ayuk had 55 yards. So it's a bad matchup, it looks like, although no Jamal Adams for the first time this year. So Brandon Cooks behind Metcalf, I assume. Yes. So funny because I do have him behind Metcalf, and he has been struggling. He's been so much better than DK Metcalf over the past month. <laughs> is that because like he had one good game maybe, though? Which is more than Metcalf. I think the thing for Cooks is... Davis Mills might be better for him, you know, and yeah. he might start, you know, so we don't know yet what's going to happen because Terod Taylor is dealing with this wrist injury. I, if I'm the Texans, I don't know why you're playing Terod Taylor at this point anymore. You know, they're, they're obviously in the market for quarterback next year once they move on from Deshaun Watson, but is Davis Mills the, the guy? And you got to figure that out. You know, I don't think he is, but you never know. And they should just play him the rest of the season. Yeah, he's been actually, in terms of just passing production, been all right in three of his last four games, Davis Mills. And he Adam, would you have gotten this clue that Davis Mills is the only quarterback, only rookie quarterback, to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against Bill Belichick's Patriots? Yes, I would have because I do think that that game, that performance is one of the most outlier performances of the year. One of the most shocking performances of the year. Davis yep. Mills lighting up the Patriots. It was it and was Brandon Cooks had a little involvement in it, too. Yeah, right, right. He has such a bad game. All right, K.J. Osborne or Brandon Cooks? That's a great question. I'll stick with Cooks there, but they're very close. All right, let's go to the Saints and the Jets. By the way, Seattle's DST, 66% rostered. They are top four. Saints at the Jets. Saints or, or Seattle DST? Uh, Seattle. Okay. Sure. Sure. Both great options. We yeah. love Taysom Hill. He's top 12. He's top 10 for, for Heath and Jamie. Kamara's easy. Any interest in Traquan Smith or Marquez Callaway with Deontay Harris out? Deontay Harris was averaging six targets per game in his last six. Did they, did they cut Kenny Stills as well? Yes. They did. I've got a little interest in Traquan. I think I have to start him. But it might be Callaway. <laughs> I just, I'm worried about 20 pass attempts. But where are they going? That's the question. 19 to Traquan Smith, hopefully. Yeah, I don't mind Traquan. He's my favorite of this of the Saints uh, receivers. I think if you are really desperate, Nick Finette as a streaming tight end. Um, Callaway wouldn't be surprised if he found the end zone. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll get production somewhere. I mean, this Jets defense is not good. So uh, it's not going to be all Taysom running the ball but and, and Kamara running the ball, but it'll be a lot of that. I, I do love the uh, the 30 through 48 range and the names that we've got in there this week. Traquan Smith, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amon Ross St. Brown. i got all these names. It's fantastic. <laughs> Abbreviations. Yeah, a lot of a lot of long names there. Yeah. Would you yeah. start Jamison Crowder or Traquan Smith? Uh, I will start Traquan as of now. If Elijah Moore is out, I will start Crowder. Is there any scenario in which you're starting Tevin Coleman if he clears the concussion protocol? Zero. I will like Ty Johnson, though, if Tevin Coleman is out as a flex. Yeah. I, I, are they going to give him any carries? Yeah, why not Austin Walter? Could well, be. I mean, yeah, I think they're both in the same range. That's the problem. I wish that they would just give Ty Johnson 12 carries and the passing game work, and then we could kind of like Ty Johnson, but it doesn't seem like he can hardly get more than five or six. I 
it'd be Walter and Ty Johnson in the RB30 range. I think Johnson had four uh, four targets last week, but I do not believe he's had more than two catches in any game with Zach Wilson. So Wilson did throw to his running backs quite a bit more last week. It was just spread out amongst three of them. Yeah, Col- Coleman had three catches in game. Elijah Moore's top 14 for Jamie and Heath, so we don't have to spend too much time on that. Start Elijah Moore, and that's pretty much it. Although I did mention that the Saints give up the fifth most wide receivers to slot, uh, fifth most yards to slot wide receivers, so Crowder's not terrible. Hmm. And there you go. That's it for the AFC home games, except we didn't get to Giants Chargers, which will be tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. We will see you at 2 o'clock Eastern here for a Q&A. Thanks for watching this marathon episode of FFT. Uh, for Jamie and Heathen, Shraggy B, I'm Adam. Good luck tonight. See ya.